Polygon partnership with Meta, Solana is getting a new reliability partner and Polkadot is not a security, that and more in the crypto market talk this week. In this week's episode, we will of course talk about some news around Bitcoin and Ethereum because it's an important week, why we will discuss in a few seconds. Then we will also have a look at Solana, but also onto Polkadot. And then at the end, we will also discuss an important partnership that Polygon has landed. Before we jump in though, we should start with this news. So apparently the crypto exchange FTX might be insolvent. I've talked about this in last week's episode again. And now the beef is heating up here because a lot of people are saying FTX slash Alameda Research, the company behind FTX might be insolvent actually losing a couple of billion US dollars. Now the people from FTX and Alameda have mentioned that they have money, that they have the liquidity and the withdrawals are not stopped or paused in any way and the comparison to Terra Luna wouldn't make a lot of sense. The market though it doesn't care because technically it has moved the funding rates or the open interest has actually increased from 87 million US dollars to 203 million US dollars uh, tied to FTT, so the native FTX token. Now, I would expect a lot of things to clear up during this week, but for now, is still a bit, I want to say, unsure around FTX and Alameda. A lot of people in the community have mentioned that technically we need a bit more transparency, especially when it comes to cryptocurrency exchanges. Now, speaking about funding rates, let's also talk about the coming week and let's talk about Bitcoin because Bitcoin is standing in front of a very important week. CPI numbers on Thursday, US midterm elections tomorrow when this video goes online. So a lot of people are looking at the markets and expecting some volatility. Interestingly, a lot of people in the markets are also expecting volatility. We can see here Bitcoin funding rates have actually reached a six month high so since the crisis we haven't had this much in terms of funding rate so this is actually very positive because people do expect volatility but also expect more positive news so after the fed rate hike last week maybe we might see some positive news coming out of the cpi numbers if the cpi numbers are higher though or kind of staying at the same levels or higher i would expect the bears to take over if the numbers are lower which we technically expect ideally because the fed has changed the rates i would see actually the bulls take over here as well let's jump into this new story as well buying bitcoin will quickly vanish when cbdc's launch arthur hayes author entrepreneur in the crypto space is very known for founding bitmex one of the first kind of future exchanges in the crypto area he has come out and uh, brought out an interview as well as written an article when it comes to the, the whole discussion regarding cbdc's bitcoin and commercial banks his theory is actually saying that cbdc's could be a utopia could also be a dystopia so we have to be careful whether we allow cbdc's to enter our daily lives at the same time he is saying that an actual partner 
against the fight for or against CBDCs would actually be commercial local banks. Because the banks in a CBDC models would technically also be left out. So they are interested in actually keeping their positions and staying away from CBDCs for now. You have a model here of CBDCs, how exactly they would work. In a direct CBDC, you would have a central bank that would lend out money to people and businesses. But in a hybrid or intermediate CBDC, obviously, you would have either commercial banks in between or you would have different models. In any case, as long as the banks are in there, there is a chance that the banks will also offer cryptocurrencies. If a CBDC is a direct CBDC, Arthur Hayes is making the argument that then technically we would have an issue because CBDCs will then disallow uh, people actually purchasing Bitcoin. So it could be quite an interesting idea and he's also saying if this doom scenario is resonating with you and you don't own at least a very small percentage of your liquid net worth in Bitcoin, the best day to have bought Bitcoin was yesterday. So if you're in that position and if you do expect that CBDCs could become more of a dystopia than a utopia, then maybe now is the time to buy Bitcoin. If we look at the chart though, very interesting, kind of the similar movement as with this, let's say double top or McDonald's M as I've called it last week. And we can see here it has risen quite nicely, not up until the 23,000 US line that I did expect, but we have since experienced a correction. And now the very, very interesting part will be, will we see that correction up or down until 12 or 13,000 US dollars? In my opinion, we will still kind of linger around here. Again, we do expect some volatility this week. So it will be quite interesting to see what Bitcoin will do. Because obviously, again, lower CPI numbers means bullish for Bitcoin. Let's talk about Ethereum because Ethereum's OFAC compliance keeps being a problem. If we look at this graphic right here, and you remember we've looked at this graphic a couple of weeks ago and we've seen here it was around 52-53% of OFAC compliant transactions. That means that 52 or 53% of all Ethereum transactions were OFAC compliant, meaning sanctioned list or sanctioned smart contracts were not able to get passed through in this area of the Ethereum blockchain. Now we're even higher, we're sitting at 73% of OFAC compliant transactions. And again, a big fight has broken out in the Twitter community saying on one side, yes, we need this in order to go mainstream. And the other side is, no, we need to be sensor resistant. The Ethereum founders and developers have mentioned this topic as well. We also should talk about the roadmap update that Vitalik Buterin has posted. We can have a quick look at the image here because obviously we have gone through the merge. So the move from proof of work to proof of stake We've gone through that and now we have other topics such as the search, the verge, purge and the splurge. And now we have also added the scourge. Now the interesting part here is how is this going to be prioritized? Besides the funny names, 
These are very important topics. On one side, we have scalability. On the other side, we have privacy. Then we have kind of sensor resistance. And all of these topics are very important. But the question is, once again, how will the Ethereum Foundation prioritize these things? Because obviously, the OFAC thing is becoming a problem, especially if you're non-OFAC compliant. So it, it will be interesting to see whether Vitalik Buterin and the Ethereum team and the Ethereum developers, obviously, because it's open or software will focus on the scourge here as well looking at the chart again we have seen a very similar movement to bitcoin on ethereum as well here on the daily chart we can see that ethereum has not moved a lot again a little bit of volatility i would expect this even to hold up but again if the cpi numbers print higher if ftx is really insolvent then i think we will see a huge kind of uh, wick to the downside and i would say even we could see the three digit eth numbers once again Moving on, let's also talk about Solana. Now, Solana has had its conference right now in Lisbon, in Portugal, the breakpoint, the yearly Solana conference, where a lot of Solana developers, the entire ecosystem is meeting and kind of exchanging ideas and building on the platform. Now, the co-founder Anatoly Yakovenko has also obviously mentioned a few words regarding reliability. Reliability was always a big issue with Solana especially in the last 12 months especially considering that it's considered the visa of the crypto world it has had a lot of issues so I would uh, expect here to see some changes we all expected this as kind of the bigger community and Anatoly has actually mentioned that this year was one of the most challenging years when it came to reliability. Are they going even a step further and building a partnership with Jump Crypto? Now, Jump Crypto is actually quite the famous company when it comes to liquidity, investing, and so on. So, a very, very big company in the Web3 space. And now they are actually working on the reliability issues, but kind of independent from Solana Labs. So you have the Solana Labs as a team that are building the platform, but you also have Jump Crypto that are kind of focusing and working on the reliability issues. And Yakovenko is, is even saying that uh, kind of having two different development uh, teams working on the same problem, but different code bases makes it literally impossible to have kind of more issues or more bugs introduced so it will be quite interesting to see whether we will see the same kind of bugs from jump crypto as well uh, especially when it comes to this reliability stuff Looking at the chart of Solana, obviously with Breakpoint coming and Solana announcing a lot of positive things at the conference, we've seen some interesting movements towards 42 US dollars. Then the whole FTX story came about and obviously a lot of FTX books are in the Solana ecosystem. So a lot of people do expect Solana to drop very strongly. And this is exactly what happened here, kind of touched this lower base that I've marked here around 30 uh, US dollars and 57 cent so for now we're still in this kind of range bound movement Moving on to Polkadot, very interesting news from Web3 Foundation. So the Web3 Foundation is the foundation behind Polkadot. And here we have had some very interesting news over the weekend because they're saying technically, according to the SEC, Polkadot is not a security anymore. It's merely a piece of software. 
This is interesting because their chief legal officer, Daniel Schönberger, has actually come out on Twitter and mentioned that they have been in talks with the SEC for quite some time, actually since 2019, if I uh, remember this correctly. But also because the SEC has given out new regulations, new frameworks, Web3 has actually changed kind of their, uh, I want to say their category of software or into the category of software. And that technically means that Polkadot is not a security. Whether this is true or not, we haven't seen an official statement from the SEC yet, but the Web3 Foundation has actually posted it. Web3 Foundation announced that Polkadot native token DOT has morphed in is software, not a security. After three years of proactive engagement with the SEC, Web3 Foundation announces a landmark step towards the achievement of Web3 decentralized trustless serverless internet now huge statement huge announcement but again not really confirmed by the sec so i would be a bit careful with this especially i don't expect the sec to come out and say well yeah polkadot is not a security because they are right now researching this topic very specifically Moving on also to this one, we can see the chart has been positive since I've mentioned this bottom and I've mentioned that the bottom might be potentially in for Polkadot and here this is a zone where I would be a buyer technically. We have seen that we have touched back the zone once again and now we're moving a bit higher here as well. So quite interesting to see uh, Polkadot move on to a bit higher, especially with this news. I do believe that this is very, very positive for the space. Now another big move is coming out of Polygon. Polygon's Matic is being used for Meta's Instagram NFT feature. Huge news. We have already talked about the fact that Polygon was also selected as the number one blockchain for the Reddit NFTs, which obviously were a huge success in the last two weeks. And now we can even see that the integration of Instagram or kind of their NFT minting functionality is coming from Polygon. Concretely, this looks like this. So you have the option to buy a collection or to sell a collection. You're connected with MetaMask, your digital wallet, and you paying in Polygon's blockchain obviously is very, very bullish. Now, this will be rolled out kind of from a geographical location to another. So it won't be rolled out immediately worldwide. But step by step, I do expect that people will be able to buy NFTs on Instagram as well. Now looking at the chart, this was a huge move again, once again for Matic. They have been really, really bullish when it comes to partnerships. So Starbucks, Disney, Meta, uh, Reddit, all of these partnerships have a uh, brought the best out of the chart when it comes to Matic. So we're even slowly but surely kind of grinding upstairs here. Next kind of bigger, uh, I want to see barrier is this area of around 147. But Matic, as it's going right now, I do expect this to be broken pretty soon, especially if the news this week from CPI, US midterms, elections, etc. will be quite positive. That was it from the Crypto Market Talk this week make sure that you subscribe to not miss any other crypto news i'll see you on the next one have a good one